hearty hello to our our Zoom panel and everyone on Spotify and Apple uh, iTunes. Welcome to On The Mark Sports Talk again. We're here again with your host, Mark with a C, of course. And this is our 107th show in 107 weeks. How is everybody today? Good, Mark. How are you? And I say kind of horror to everybody. Yeah. Well, our, our streak of 107, some of you know this, almost came to an end this morning. Uh, I'll, I'll make it brief, but we almost didn't have a show today. My wife is in the hospital. Oh, yeah. Uh, she had a little chest pain yesterday. Didn't, oh. think, didn't think much of it because the pain came and went. Uh, and we took it to the doctor said, go to the hospital emergency, took it to North Shore Hospital. They're doing a battery of tests and they, they and uh, she spent the night last night in the hospital and she's going to spend the night again. Uh, tomorrow they're going to do what they call catheterization. Mm. Yeah. They, they found she had 50% clogged in oh, one artery and they're going to oh. decide tomorrow if they she needs a stent or not. Oh. Uh, I felt guilty. Yeah, I felt guilty doing the show, but she says the show must go on. Oh, so she was willing Honey, to with that. Give her our uh, best. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, yeah. We will. We you could have done it from the hospital. As a matter of fact, she may even she may even come on the show because she's just sitting Mark, there. 50% Mark, is not that bad. Mark, sometimes I, they I can do that without us. Uh, yeah, yeah, Stephen, I heard you. Yeah. We'll see what the doctors say. You know, with the mercy of doctors. I guess you could say no if you don't want it. But again, at 50%, it's not dropping to 40. It's only going to go up if it actually yeah. gets older. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, yeah, that's the, the side. Before, before we go on to the sports, a couple of things I uh, I saw. I, th- I thank you guys for your um, your concern and y- your wishes there. Um, I, I saw this. On Facebook, and I thought it was really interesting. Did you realize that 1970 and 19 and 2022, 2022 and 1970 are as far apart as 1970 go the other way to 1918? Right, right, true. Yep, you're right. Just think about that. You know, you think about 1918, you know, you can't think about what happened back then, you just hear stories. And you picture mm-hmm. the people and all that, but we've been around. Yeah. We see the the, the pause. We see we lived in nineteen seventy to twenty twenty. I just thought it was weird. Just thought it was weird. Um, True. Did any of you guys? I, I saw the the email that some of you guys put up. Did anyone go to that conversation today about Jews and baseball? That was on online. No, Nobody no. went. Nobody went. No one saw it. No one, no, no one even heard about it. Saw the email. No, but I didn't yeah. go on either. Okay. And also, did you hear that um, we have a little competition? And, and my, Michael knows about this. That uh, the Post writers, Joel Sherman and John Heyman, they <laughs> too do a podcast on Tuesdays and talk baseball. Did anybody hear it yesterday? 
I listened to it. It was terrific, by the way. Very, very good. Two great guys. Two great guys. You love to listen to those guys talk baseball. One thing about the Post, God's honest truth, even even with the crazy politics it has, right? The the, the articles and the columnists are so well-written, even though the politics are whacked out once you get off the sports. And uh, Sherman Sherman and Heyman are as good as they get. And also the uh, hockey writer, uh, Larry Brooks, yeah. You want to read him? They're, they're unbelievable. Larry Brooks happened to have been in my uh, high school class. He was the smartest kid by class. But uh, th- those writers are unbelievable. And get a chance if you can. I sent. I think I sent everybody the uh, link. Listen to that podcast. It's very, very good. Tuesdays. What time? I think twelve thirty. They go on. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Might show the time. It stays on. It's on now. Also, you can listen to it anytime. That's right. Now. Everything. Everything has uh, history, and I archives. All right, Gerald, we're up to your numbers report. Uh, show number 107. What do you got for us? Going over the 1953 MLB season. And I'd like to first review the key statistics. I'll give the National League leader and the American League leader first batting average. The Reading Rifle. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, Gerald. If somebody has a female talking in the back, mute yourself, please. Thank you. You know, you know who it is. Thank you. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Key, key statistics, 1953 batting average. The Reading Rifle, Carl Ferrillo, Brooklyn, 344. Mickey Vernon, Washington, 337. Home runs. Eddie Matthews, Milwaukee Braves, 47. Al Rosen, Cleveland Indians, 43. RBIs. Roy Campanella, Brooklyn, 142, and Al Rosen, Cleveland, 145 RBIs. Complete games, Robin Roberts, Philadelphia, 33. Bob Porterfield, Washington, 24. ERA, Sergeant Warren Spahn, Milwaukee, 2.10. Eddie Lopat, Yankees, 2.42. Also in that year, the Braves moved from Boston to Milwaukee. Roy Campanella established two records for a catcher. RBI is 125, home runs 41. Mickey Mantle hit the longest home run in Griffith Stadium history, 565 feet off of Chuck Stobbs. The Reds, thanks to Senator McCarthy, changed their name to the Red Legs and back to the Reds in 1959. Oh, and finally, Ted Williams returned from war and played for the Red Sox in 1953. He had 91 at-bats with 37 hits, 13 home runs, 34 RBIs, and batted 407. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, thank you on that. A couple of things. What did you say about the uh, Cincinnati Reds and Red Legs? What, what was that? The Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Reds changed their name right. to the Cincinnati Redlegs. I remember that very vividly. And that had to do with uh, communism and Senator McCarthy and a oh, communist on every bed. And they didn't want to have a headline in the paper, Reds defeat pirates. They didn't want that. So they changed the name uh, for a while to the Redlegs. And then they changed the name back to the Redlegs. Reds. Red. Back to the Reds, right? Right to said? the Reds. Fifty-nine. I just want to add to what Jerry said. He said, "Wow, about Ted Williams," which is true. But the biggest wow 
of that season was that the Yankees won the World Series for the fifth time in succession. That's the biggest wow in the history of baseball. Never happened before. And that should have been maybe at the very beginning of Jerry's list. Well, I, I left that out for a reason, Mike. <laughs> All right. All right. That's um, right. You're allowed to uh, to add on. Yeah, uh, I like Steve, to add uh, Red Legs in American history is a rather notorious name for one of the wild people shooting up uh, Kansas a few years before the Civil War started. Uh, a lot of groups like that. Jayhawkers, red le red leggers. Uh, uh, so I'm kind of surprised that any team would take a name like that. Uh, you all read about bleeding Kansas, uh, where the Civil War started five years before the rest of the country. Uh, 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 Didn't I realize that? Interesting uh, stuff. Okay. Read up about about it. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it was literally a guerrilla warfare uh, on American soil. Yes. Brutal. There it is. All right. Keep it, keep it, Fred. All right. I'm not go. saying anything. All right. If you want I'm to put it on, a word. you can put it on the chat if you'd like. Okay. So uh, let's move on. Thank you. By the way, you were sponsored, Gerald, this week by Hockey Pucks. <laughs> that's who sponsored you okay they want to do it next week we look forward to 1954 okay uh i have a couple of uh, beep beeps and ron where's ron okay I'm, the, the uh, red sox have a pitcher named john schreiber did you oh. know that no i did not now you know john he's a lefty pitcher and in tennis there's a fellow named I probably can't pronounce his last name. You probably guys know. Felix Uga Alisimi. Alisimi. But Felix Uga reminded me of uh, Felix Unger. Yeah, Unger. sounds like it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, in baseball, the Mariners have a pitcher, Drew Steckenrider. Steckenrider. I thought that fits the category. And in baseball, the White Sox have a pitcher named Kyle Crick. Name sounds familiar. Like we probably did him once before. I was repeat these things. Okay. Anybody else have a beep beep this week? And all right, good for you. All right. As far as today in sport, there was a lot of stuff during the week. I'm not even going to go through the days of the week, but there was a lot of great stuff that happened in various sports during this week. But particularly today. May 19th, 2022, in 1910, Cy Young on this day wins his 500th game. How about that? On this day in 56, that's 1956, Dale Long, and we all know what he's famous for, the eight home runs in eight games. Today, last week, yeah. Today, he hit his first one. Oh, that's when it started. Started today, yeah. In 1962, Stan Musial, at the age of 41, becomes the National League all-time leader in hits as he passes whom? I'll ask you a question. Who did he pass? Mm. Some of you are muted. If you, maybe I muted you, some of you guys. But if you want to answer, I guess you're not doing it. Hannes Wagner. He passed oh, Hannes Wagner. 
You know, and Mark, I, I used his stance, Stan Musial's, when I played stickball. You stick the, your butt out? Ball. You stick your yeah, butt out? Corkscrew. Bend your knees. Corkscrew. Your out. Yeah. But you know, I, I, I like to have my, my underarms <clears throat> exposed when I swung the bat. Right. So I don't want to be so tight. He killed the Mets in those days. Really gave the Mets the business. Yeah. Uh, in 2004. Gave everybody the business. Our old friend Julio Franco. Broke his own record at the age of 45 by being the oldest to Homer. Pinch hit Homer the year before he hit his 44th. Uh, at the age of 44, he, he, had, he had hit a home run, and that was the oldest at that, that time, too. All right, that's all I had for today. Uh, Michael, we're up to your weekly rant, if oh, you boy. have one. And by the way, you're sponsored this week by Herbal Tea. Okay, thank you, everybody. Uh, I'll start with an analogy. Let, let's suppose uh, you have this is hypothetical. You have a granddaughter and she's drop dead beautiful. I mean, she, she's like as beautiful as possible. I mean, the hair, the eyes, the way the way yeah. she loves you and, and things like that. You know, uh, if, whether I don't care if it's blonde hair and blue eyes or dark hair or what have you. I, I posted to Mark that his uh, his granddaughter starting to look like Elizabeth Taylor. I mean, really, really incredible and beautiful. How frequently should you brag about that? You know, and it's tempting every day to put it on Facebook and show everybody pictures and brag and brag and brag and brag. But it's hard. It's difficult. And you try not to overdo it. And then as an analogy, this particular baseball season, and there's a team that has the best record in baseball. They are, they are in first place. They may, you know, people say, well, it's not going to last. But then again, if you really think about it, they could be the greatest team in the history of baseball. If they continue like this, they'll win 120 games and they'll be as wonderful a team as you'd ever want to see. You've never seen a team that has three really wonderful pitchers. Then they have on top of that an ace pitcher. And then they have on top of that the best pitcher in baseball, which is Nasty Nestor. So, uh, that's what you have. And then you have you have a lineup like you would not want to believe. Who's to say that the face of baseball, the right fielder, breaks all-time records and maybe he'll be better than Ruth and DiMaggio and Matt. You know, the possibility exists considering the season that he's already having. And Stanton might surpass that. Then you get into the bullpen. You have Clay Holmes, who is lights out. Then you have King, who's even better than Clay Holmes. And I think he's going to be the real deal as, as, the, uh, as his career continues. And then the rest of the relief pitchers, one right after the other, are unbelievable. And their closer, even though he's a little bit shaky right now, will be in the Hall of Fame. So those are the Yankees. And I'm not going to go this crazy every single time I have my opportunity here in this, uh, in this podcast. <laughs> but they are that good. And the possibility exists that this will continue. All right. I will do this for the podcast. I will tell you what's negative about the Yankees these days, and then I'll stop. Okay. Uh, their closer Chapman is shaky these days. And you worry and you worry whether he's near the end. Okay. And, uh, and Boone should start thinking about maybe or Holmes for the closer. Another thing is their center fielder seems to be playing on another planet. He can't hit the broadside of a barn, and his outfield play, uh, even 
even today he screwed up a, a sacrifice fly, and that's Aaron Hicks. And you wonder how long he's going to last. So there are some things you've got to worry about, and uh, we'll have to see. But uh, the possibility, this might be the greatest team you're ever going to see if this continues. The only other team that I would consider better than this particular Yankee team so far, all right, if the Yankees don't falter, would be the 90, 1998 Yankees who had no mediocre players. I mean, the, the their bottom pitch, the player would be Homer Bush. I mean, that was about it. And hit, he hit pretty close to uh, <clears throat> the Yankees. You have to worry about Gallo. Uh, when he's starting to strike out, he's, he's like the easiest strikeout batter you'd ever want to see. And right now it looks like Hicks. You know, so, uh, and also another red flag happened today. Uh, uh, Chad Green, I could swear he, uh, he screwed. The, the Yankees lost this game today. It's because of Chad Green. He was pitching with an injury and uh, he had to be taken out. So, uh, that's my rant for today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that one minute rant. <laughs> Always one minute. <laughs> All right, we go on to Howie's West Coast report, sponsored by Index Cards. <laughs> oh, Howie, I thanks. don't have really anything prepared except uh, not prepared. Uh, uh, the Warriors. We were talking before the uh, the broadcast. The Warriors uh, really did well last night. And uh, Andrew Wiggins, who, when he got to the Warriors, was not known as the defensive star, has developed into a defensive player that's, that they put him on Doncic, and uh, he did very well. Uh, so uh, we'll see what happens. I'm not totally convinced the Warriors can go all the way because I think all four teams that left are uh, pretty much equal. Uh, Nothing new on the A's front. They're the lowest attendance ever uh, in the in the majors. I think last the other night they the announced attendance was thirty six forty, but if two thousand people showed up, that would be a lot. Uh, and it, yeah, there's no and there's nothing from either from uh, the. Uh, the city of Oakland or the county or from uh, the ownership. Well, like I said here before, they're, they're gone, I think. Uh, and the Giants continue to be the Giants, you know. Michael gets Agita from the Yankees. He ought to watch the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> and Agita all, every game. But uh, uh, I think Gabe Kapler is like uh, uh, Monday Casey Stengel. He uses his entire uh, uh, group of guys and uh, doesn't do a strict uh, uh, platooning, but uh, just uh, you, it just really uh, uh, is very impressive. He's managing. It's a pleasure to watch when, you, when it's not torture. Anyway, that's it. The other thing is there was something in the paper about Juan Soto who made the uh, uh, traded by the Nationals and there, there was something I was trying to look it up before Mark called on me. There's something with Brandon Crawford and his kids and Juan Soto. There may be a connection there and maybe he can influence Soto to sign with the Giants. I don't know. Isn't Soto signed for a big contract? No. no. I don't no. think so. No. One year, not? 17 million. Yeah. 
He put, he did not sign he for didn't. $350 million contract. He didn't. Uh, okay. He didn't. Okay. I thought he did. Okay. No. no. So he, he's out there. So he's he's looking better in a, uh, a Yankee uniform or a Met uniform. Yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe a Dodger uniform too, you know. That too. Oh, yeah. Where they're gonna yeah, put the them? Have the money, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. thank you. Thank you, Howie, on that. Let's move on to uh to uh Larry from Fairfax, Virginia, uh with his stories. Um this week you're sponsored by comic books, in case you were wondering. <laughs> and are you going to be talking about the third baseman? Is that what yes, you're... yes, yes. Okay, just want to say that one of them is 85 years old today. But Dad, it's up to you. You'll find out which one is 85. All right. <clears throat> My story today is entitled Who is the Who is the Better Fielding Third Baseman? Brooks Robinson or Nolan Arenado. Uh, Here are four Robinson Arenado fielding comparisons to help you decide. One, the fielding percentage for Arenado and Robinson are virtually the same. 0.972 versus 0.971. It is calculated the sum of putouts and assists relative to the sum of putouts, assists, and errors. But the fielding percentage does not take into account fielding range. Two, Brooks Robinson won 16 gold gloves at third base in his 1955-1977 career. Whereas Nolan Arenado has won nine of them in his in his 2013 to 221 2021 years in the majors so far. Arenado average defensive war is 2.5 so far, whereas Robbins, Brooks Robinson was 1.68. As you know, defensive war takes into account fielding range, run save, and the velocity velocity of each batted ball. Number four, Johnny Bench and Pete Rose credited Brooks Robinson's defensive performance as the major deciding factor in their 1970 World Series loss. Nolan Arredato has yet to play under the pressure of a World Series. Final thought. Maybe a legitimate comparison cannot be made between the two because they played in such different eras. Oh, that's it. That's it. Always end just abruptly. I don't know. I'm hanging there, waiting for something else, but you ended right there. How many people think uh, Brooksy was better than uh, than Arenado? What do you think? We saw more Brooks than than Arenado. Hard to say. What about like uh, Cleet Boyer? (laughs) (laughs) Remember Billy Cox? Incredible, the the fucking medals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as they stop the ball, you know. Nice play today by Arenado. They watched the Met game. He he caught a uh, a lefty was up, and he caught a. uh, There was a little little line drive. He had to go to his right. To the line, 
he snagged it and dove to the third base and got a double play on the mm. runner who was on third base. All right. Fred, we're up to hockey. We're up to okay. hockey, Fred. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, well, big story, of course, in New York, <coughs> excuse me, in New York is the is the Rangers. So a great comeback against Pittsburgh. And first team ever to win three straight or three games in a in a, in a comeback series after being behind by two goals in each, in each game. Now, now it's on to Carolina. Last night, the, they got the third period. They just couldn't get anything going. Carolina totally dominated. And the first two periods, Carolina's goalie battled the goalies. Carolina's goalie stonewalled them. They only got were able to get one goal, and they Carolina tied it up late in the late in the late in the game and won it three minutes into overtime, but it's only one game. You don't win a series by winning the first game and you don't lose a series by losing the first game. So we'll have to see. Did anybody see about the wild game out West last night? Nine, six Calgary beat Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. Great game. That must've been, I didn't see the game. I just sort of, sort of score. Battle for but, Alberta. Yeah. Battle for Alberta. So the Rangers need to win the next game to get a game in Carolina, and then they'll have home ice advantage. But it's going to be a tough series. But but then they made it to the Elite Eight. You know, nobody beginning of the year you would have been very happy if the Rangers were where they are now. What do you so predict, Brad? What? what do you predict? I think they're going to win the next game, and I I like to think the Rangers will win it in six. But that's 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 being optimistic. And being more of a more of a fan, I guess. I'm with you, six. I say, uh, got to win the next game. I was watching the game for the first two periods. The Rangers literally dominated. They could have had quite a, a couple of more goals. Missed an open net, hit a crossbar. The third period, they were playing hockey equivalent of, of football's prevent defense. Yeah, you know? they never, they never, you know. No four checking, just everybody right. back uh, and uh, dumping the puck out, not going after it, and trying to stop one wave after another. As also, sooner or later, it's not going to work. Also, the third does. period, Car Carolina played their game, and they wouldn't they wouldn't let the Rangers do what what they, what they had to do. The Rangers stopped. Ranta, even though he's the second goalie for Carolina, he's still very he's still a good he's goalie. Very good. Very. He good. was four years as a back with the Rangers, and he he, he was good. Yeah, you know he's not, you know he's not your typical number two goalie. So, well, what I think about this series is everybody yeah, right. was predicting how Carolina. I, I know it's only one game was going to roll over the Rangers, but yeah. to lose two to one in overtime and come so close, right? I think people are beginning to realize just how good this Ranger team is, and yeah. what you forget forgetting about also is the kid line. Yeah. I mean. These kids are, I think the oldest one is 22 years old. Yeah. When was the last time they had a kid line? <laughs> yeah. 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 So this is only the beginning for them anyway. That's right. I think getting past, they had to get past the Penguins. That's my opinion. And they did. So from here on in, whatever happens to me, it's a successful season. That's how I look at it too, Ron. Me too. I'm with you. Has has Carolina ever won a, won a cup? 2006. Yeah. They won a cup in 2006. Yeah. Yeah, and their coach was one of the star yeah, players. Yeah, right. Their coach was one of, was one, 
was one of the key players in that team. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and and just to think about, I, I I can't stand the team from Pittsburgh. As I call them, not the Penguins, but the Penguins. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they whined about every call, uh, especially in that final game. But obviously, mm. they forgot game one where they were gifted the game by the yeah. refs and, and Toronto. Yeah. So what's this deal? What's this deal with Car- with uh, Carolina not allowing anyone out of Carolina, North Carolina, into the game? No, they, they were just trying to sell the, their tickets to people who are fans. I mean, I don't know how you, I don't know how you can do that, but they they no. asked for their um, their address on their credit card. Well, yeah, but no, we, well, that's but only yeah. But on the secondary market, they can't control. Yeah, secondary, exactly. StubHub. Secondary, you can get in. Get on StubHub, you'll get in. You'll get in. Yeah. There were plenty of Ranger fans there last night. Meanwhile, tickets for the Rangers, I know their second game, tickets are going for about $550 in the cheap seats. Really? On StubHub. What, game four? Yeah. So that'll keep the Carolina fans out. Yeah. <laughs> My dream is still to go to a game at the Pepsi Center, Rangers against Avalanche, because I should oh, be emboldened by them. Did, did you hear about that game the other night? It was going into overtime. Colorado <laughs> outshot St. Louis in the, in the overtime, 13 to 0. Mm. Oh, boy. Dominated <laughs> the overtime. That's a scary team, Fred. Colorado? Team. Best team, they're yeah. the best team in the league. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Can you name three Colorado players? Yeah. Um yeah. Kemper, the goalie. I can't name three Ranger players. No, no. I can name the Colorado. Name, uh, maybe not even the coach. Gerard Gallant. Yeah. Hello. Speaking of Gerard so Gallant. You can't name three Colorado players. He's he's up for the Jack Adams Award as one the best coach in the league. Mm-hmm. The Ranger coach, yeah. which he should get. Okay. Yeah. Anything else you got in hockey? Or you want to well, the, the Islanders named a new coach. Lance Elaine uh, Elaine uh, Lambert, right? I think he's been an assistant for Barry Trotz for years and whatever. You know, the the trouble with that move is it's what they're saying is it's a lateral move because yeah. if he coached under Barry Trotz with him, yeah. he's going to have the same kind he's, of uh, you know whatever yeah. techniques, and yeah. now. The, it's it's on Lamarillo this year coming up. Yeah, yeah. He must he must have had a little a falling out. Trots and, and Lamarillo. That, that's what I think. Maybe 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 something to do about his contract. I, I think he had one something, year left in his contract. Maybe they, they didn't tell us. Didn't tell us. Yeah. I think that I think the Islanders got hurt badly during the beginning of the season when all those games got canceled. They never really. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, that, that, that and it's tough to start off playing the first 13 games on the road. Yeah. That can help. new building. That combination what Joe just said. Is, I think yep. you also you just killed him. Yeah. 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 Okay. What do you got in basketball? Basketball, we're down to the <laughs> final. We're down yeah. to the final four. We know there'll be a new champion. Yeah. Miami looked very good against Boston. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, Horford didn't didn't play. He's on that safety protocol, or whatever they call it, health protocol list. I don't know. You know, you know they, Marcus, game two. Marcus, Marcus Smart's a big part of that team. 
that's, oh, that's who, defense, defensive player of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. So without those, without Timmy those two, Hilly wanted. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know, without those two, I don't know. Tatum and Brown can uh, beat Miami in a row. Miami's a very good team. Yes. What, what I don't understand is how could Smart not be playing? A Horford, I understand he has to be out. Yeah. Uh, I don't care. You get yourself on the court. I don't know if you guys heard the story. As I always go back to hockey players. Yeah. Game one, Penguins, Rangers. Barkley Goodrow blocks a shot in the first period. Uh, it hits off his, his foot. He plays the rest of the game and three overtimes. And it was found out last week he had a broken foot. Well, Ron, so, that, goes, that goes back to when the Toronto Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup, Bobby Bourne. Played on a fractured ankle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hockey players suck it up, and they, they're out there. Yes, so... The hockey players are, are a different breed. They're just... And that's yeah. unbelievably tough. Well, to right. go back even to 2015, when the Rangers lost to Tampa in the Eastern Conference Finals, after, after everything was done, they found out McDonough was playing on the broken foot right. for most of the series. So... The basketball players, you know what? I don't want to hear that a basketball player is called a warrior. Yeah. And it, it, to me, it's a joke. It really is. What about Kyrie? He's a warrior. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> Maybe and, a Golden State warrior and, someday. And, and, but and, and, and right. then, our, then our West, I mean, I was shocked how what Dallas did to Phoenix yeah. in that game seven. I mean, I thought they might have a chance to win, but not by 33 points. In Phoenix. Yeah. In, in Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. But they were hitting everything. If you watch that game, yeah. everyone were, was shooting for three. There were how fire. many threes there were in that game. And, it, and then last night, this, as Howie said, Golden State just destroyed Dallas. But it's, it's you know, it's only one game. You know, it's not a, you know, it's not a cumulative score, you know, for the series. You got to win four games. There was you a know, point in that game where Dallas couldn't score baskets for just over four minutes. Right. Literally. Yeah. They were missing. Oh, it was horrible. It was like a it was like a, a backyard game. Horrible. It's a good it's a good thing they don't do cumulative scores. I mean, if they did cumulative scores over a seven game series, the Yankees would have won the nineteen sixty World Series. Yeah, right. but lost. That's right. right. Thank right. God that didn't yeah, happen. They're gonna win four games. Michael. So let's see. Can can I go back and just share? I, I know we talked about baseball. Yeah, um, I, I I apologize for not calling on them. That's that's okay. Um, I'm part of a couple of groups from the weekly groups uh, that actually are initiated by the White House. Um, but you may not know that the White House has a Jewish liaison, has a liaison in the White House, um, a liaison to the Jewish community. And this month being um, Jewish Heritage Month. Um, one of the programs that they planned for today was a program on Jews and baseball. So from about 1230 to 115, there were a number of different, um, the, the program included um, John Thorne, who is um, from, uh, got a Polish Jewish background, but he's the official baseball historian since 2001. Sean Green, who I think we even talked about last week. Um, and also uh, a Justine Siegel, who was a woman who broke through some of the gender barrier. And I think it was, uh, she was the first woman to actually throw batting practice uh, at Cleveland several years ago. But the reason I wanted to mention just two brief 
comments, um, one from John Thorne, the, the historian, he was talking about why you know, Jews have always said, even though there haven't been many major league players who were Jewish, uh, the connection between Jews and baseball goes back to the goes back to 1840. But one thing that he mentioned I thought was interesting is that um, a reason that that baseball is so appealing to Jews is that there's an we have this immigrant outsider kind of um, kind of background. And uh, although baseball has had obviously failed in terms of um, certainly in terms of, of, of uh, equality with color and um, uh, the Latino community and others who took so long to be to be accepted into major leagues, one of the things that he mentioned that was so appealing to American Jews was that as immigrants and as outsiders, baseball was attractive because in the, the rules of baseball include equal sides. They include uh, an equal number of outs. There are rules which apply equally to everyone. It's there's there's no exceptions that are made for someone who is who is, who is more affluent or has more status. The rules are the rules, and they basically apply to everyone. And as people being you know a community of outsiders of immigrants, the idea of something that had that that sense of equality was appealing to Jews. I never thought about that, but it was a very interesting comment that he had made. Mm -hmm. um, Sean Green, in the course of talking, yeah, he mentioned one incident when uh, somebody, I think it was um, in San Francisco, gave him the Heil Hitler sign and was quite disturbing. But he told one story that I just thought was was a, was a, was a nice um, nice story, aside from the you know the Rosh Hashanah and the and the Yom Kippur issues, which he which he did talk about. Apparently, the Dodgers were playing in Milwaukee, and the backup catcher was playing for Milwaukee. His name was um, Jesse Levis. I'd never heard of him. Maybe yeah. someone had. It was a backup catcher. Um, well, Green got it. Was, it was Rosh Hashanah, and Green had decided that on the holidays he would, uh, if there were two two games on Rosh Hashanah. Let's say he would play one game and not play the other. He, the reasons for it, but in any case, on he played one of the games on Rosh Hashanah, and he came up to bat. And Jesse um, Levis was apparently the catcher. And as he, as Green standing in the batting box, Le, um, Levis says to him, "Shana Tova." So Sean Green then answered, and then all of a sudden the empire, the the umpire. Um, who uh, was umpire Al Clark, uh, I think it's uh, Al, Al Clark, had a, 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 has had a checkered life, but was also Jewish. He too said to both of them, Shana Tova. So this might have been one of the only times in, uh, because it came up because of the, the World Series last year with the phenomenon of Jewish players in both Atlanta, you know, on, on both teams. Uh, the fact that he was a, he was the the batter, the catcher, and the umpire, all Jewish and all wishing one another Shana Tova. Mm. Just the unique phenomenon of it. I thought it was a very nice story. He shared that story today, so I just wanted to bring it to everyone's attention as, uh, as an uplifting, nice moment. Mm. That's a camera shot, too, three, three yeah. Jews on baseball. And I'm surprised they didn't say to each other, like, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> But thank you for that story. Very nice. By the way, the Yankees lost nine six. Yeah. Anthony Santana uh, hit a three run. By the way, Mark. Yeah. Why we're we talking about Jews and sports? I don't know. If, this is a little bit off the topic, but anybody see the story in football that John Mara is incensed 
that yeah. the schedule made the Giants to play Monday Russia. night, the first night of Rush Hashanah. Yeah, I saw that. The NFL, please do not schedule us for a four o'clock Sunday game or any time after one o'clock on on Sunday. He said he says that we I'm really incensed that they scheduled, you know, you know. So he says, like an Monday, Monday night, it was a Monday night game. Monday night, Russia shot on Monday night, September Monday 26th. Night right. The Giants are playing Dallas on Monday night. Right. And he was, right. he, he, he said, he's in sense that they schedule after he asked the league, don't, don't schedule us on, on, on that Monday night. Yeah. That's very insensitive. Yeah. Another thing that I read in today's paper was Zamari Stoudemire was being supportive of uh, Kyrie Irving in the sense that uh, he was saying that Kyrie Irving, he, there, was, there was like a, uh, like accusations that Stoudemire wasn't uh, in favor of all, of all of the things that Irving was doing. And he stepped down from his job as an assistant on the Nets staff. But he said, conversely, uh, Irving has his thoughts and he has his ways and he didn't want to play uh, because of the, uh, he, he wasn't able to play because of the uh, uh, vaccine. And he had a similar thing because as a Jew, he didn't uh, particularly care to play on Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah. So he was, uh, uh, he was sort of like explaining how uh, people have their own ideas and uh, they should be allowed to be that way. <sighs> yeah, that's, that's two games compared to a half a season. No, that's true. Apparently, by the way, when uh, Drysdale replaced Koufax for the first game of the World Series, right. Drysdale right. got shelled when he was taken out. He said... Mr. Walter Olson, he said, I bet you wish that I, I were Jewish too. Yeah. <laughs> Green also said that. That was yes. another story that came out today. Just I yeah. want to mention that also. Okay. Thank you, guys. And, and other news came in the NBA that the Magic are going to pick number one oh, in the yeah. draft. Yeah. Thunder yeah. got number two, Rockets three, Kings four, Pistons five, and the Knicks 11th. Right. right. Who are they going to get? I don't know. It's been a lot of guys. A lot of good players and pick eleven. You never know. You never know. You never I, mean, know. I, I can only hope that the Magic, uh, Bronny, uh, LeBron's son, then LeBron will go play in Orlando and disappear forever. Gotta wait a couple. You gotta wait a couple years for that, Ron. Oh come on! Do it early. Let's go. They say the Knicks have not moved up in the draft. Been lucky enough to get a uh, a lower number since 1985. Yeah. The, the cold envelope. And '84 was yeah. the uh, was the um, what's his name Ewing, right? The Wizards have the tenth spot. Yeah. All right, that's the deal on that. Uh, you have any more basketball news for us, uh, yeah. Fred? Yeah, Lib New York Lib Liberty are off to a bad start. <laughs> yeah, I think they're one and four. Yeah, I know. All right, let's go on to baseball. Uh, and Britain and Brittany Griner is still being held in a Russian jail. Yeah. But I heard that I heard a case may be coming up soon. Yeah. Finally, her case may be coming up soon. I read that somewhere. Month from now. Mark, which case is that? Brittany Griner is still in a uh, Russian jail. She was arrested at at the airport coming back to the United States. They found some like um, CBD, uh, uh, ca cannabis, I think. Cannabis. Right? Like in inhalers type of uh, stuff. You know, Mark, I don't know. I was away for two or three minutes, so I don't know if you discussed it, but I don't know the full story. But your old friend, Matt Harvey, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a difficult problem. Right. We didn't get to that yet. We'll get to We'll get to him in a few minutes. If not, you'll bring it up later. Gerald wants wants the floor or the mic. Uh, He found (laughs) some interesting information. We talked about this last week. Uh, At least I brought it up about players who played, who who took themselves, enlisted in the Army or were drafted, who missed time in their careers, and Gerald wanted a few minutes. I'm going to highlight uh, at the end, Christy Matheson and Ted Williams. Let's start with Yogi Berra. He enlisted in the Navy, participated in the D-Day invasion by the United States at Omaha Beach on June 6, 1944. Yogi was a gunner's mate on board a landing craft on this historic day. Jackie Robinson was a second lieutenant in the army I don't know if you guys are aware of this. He was court-martialed for refusing to go to the back of a bus. A bus. Oh, really? And that court-martial was thrown out. Joe DiMaggio served from 1943 to 45. He served in the United States Air Force and achieved the rank of Staff Sergeant. Bob Feller enlisted in the United States Navy on December 8, 1944. Here's the interesting thing. Bob Feller was supposed to just play baseball and entertain the troops. Well, he wanted to do a lot more. So he enrolled in gunnery school and was chief specialist aboard the USS Alabama. He was in charge of a crew in control of anti-aircraft equipment. Stan Musial spent 14 months in the Navy as a seaman, second class. Warren Spine, staff sergeant who, who fought in the Battle of the Bulge. His unit was charged with the responsibility of monitoring and protecting the flow of traffic over the London Dwarf Bridge. During Warren's time protecting the bridge, he was wounded. For his efforts, he received a bronze star and a purple heart and was promoted to first lieutenant. And a haircut. Oh, yeah. And no a haircut. Hair. And no hair. Say hey, Willie Mays. 1952, he was drafted by the United States Army. Mays' primarily, primary responsibility was to play baseball and provide entertainment. Ty Cobb, and I want to say something positive. There are positive things about Ty Cobb uh, off the field. Ty Cobb had three children and numerous times tried to enlist in the Army, and they finally allowed him to, uh, to join the Army, and he was commissioned an officer uh, in the Chemical Warfare Unit. By the time Cobb reached France as an armistice was signed and he was, he, and he saw no comment, no uh, combat. Uh, now regarding Christy Matheson, one of my favorite players and human beings, Christy Matheson had 373 career wins as did Grover Cleveland Alexander Mark, as, as we discussed. Yeah. His ERA was 2.13. He played professionally somewhat at the age of 14. He attended Bucknell University on a scholarship. He was in that school for three years. He was a school president. He was in a literary society. And on top of that, uh, he was able to play checkers and was able to play multiple checker games blindfolded, among other things. Now, he retired at the age of 35. And at the age of 38, he wanted to enlist in the army during World War II and against his wife's wishes, he enlisted in the army, he became a captain 
And sadly, he was involved in, in, a, in a, an accident involving the chemical warfare unit. He was exposed to mustard gas. At the age of 35, he contracted uh, TB and passed away at the age of 45. What a great human being, a Christian. He would not play baseball on Sunday. And that was written into his contract. So what an antithesis between his character and that of Billy Martin, Mike, for example. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ted Williams, let me go over to Ted a little bit here. Michael up. <laughs> Ted Williams was drafted in 1942. He enlisted in the Navy with the goal of being a naval fighter pilot. He set multiple cadet records in aerial gunnery. In May 1944, he was commissioned as second lieutenant, and he earned his pilot wings between May 1944 and June 1945. He served as an instructor with the United States Marine Corps Reserves. Uh, in 1952, Ted was called back into service and, and flew 39 combat missions in the Korean War. Couple of interesting things. Number one, his, his vision was 2010. <laughs> And we all know that at times when Ted took a close pitch, the home plate umpire would think, you know, may maybe it wasn't a strike. <laughs> so they, they were affected by that. Secondly, and more importantly, Ted Williams was the wing man for Mr. John Glenn during the Korean War. And he was quite a pilot. And here's a little story. He was on a... He was on a, a a combat mission one day and his plane was hit by enemy fire and uh, it, it had to be landed. So what does Ted do? He doesn't bail out of the plane because he was afraid he'd hurt his legs and ruin his career. He crash lands the plane and, uh, and, and goes back uh, eventually to, uh, uh, to Fenway Park. I thought that was kind of remarkable. Most pilots would have, would have uh, ejected from that plane and parachuted out, but not Ted. That's how, that's how pig-headed he was or how strong-willed or whatever you want to call it. But he was also a great, great man, in my opinion. Thank you. He was. Because he checked his tires before he took off. He knew he had enough pressure in those tires <laughs> before he landed. <laughs> Mets win. The Mets win. Yeah. The Mets won the game? Alonzo just hit a two-run homer. There you All go. right. Good boy. Okay. All right. Uh, you want to say something, uh, Fred? Add yeah. Uh, talking about players and and in, in, in the armed forces, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention football player Pat Tillman, who gave up football, enlisted, right. and unfortunately yes. was unfortunately was killed. Yeah. Fred, he had a, he had a he had a contract, I think, for three or four years, nine million per right. year. And notwithstanding, I was focusing just on baseball. No, players. I know. I real I realize that, Joe. Yeah. I didn't mean that you should have said that, but I just think we should yeah. absolutely, we absolutely. should honor his memory. And he's, right. Absolutely, Fred. Thank you on that. Oh. All right. Uh, Michael wanted to add, have a little time to talk know. about uh, Wainwright and Molina. Is that right? Do you have it? Right, right. This is why we love baseball. You come up with statistics and, and events like this. Uh, last game that Adam Wainwright won, okay? He was pitching to Molina. They not during, the not during the Mets, the series before. It was right, it was before, right? Yeah, before the Mets, yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, he was pitching to uh, Molina. So he's 40, and Molina's uh, 
39, teammates for 18 years, and they registered their 203rd victory as a starting battery. One more than, you ready for this? Uh, the 202 by Warren Spahn and Del Crandall from 1949 to 1963. And after that occurred, they uh, they uh, drove uh, Wainwright and Molina around in the laundry carts. It's pretty cool. But the St. Louis duo, they started together 311 games together. Uh, third of all time behind Spahn and Crandall. And ready for this? Mickey Lolich and Bill Freehan. For the 324 of the Detroit Tigers. So very interesting. That's why I love baseball. Yeah, it's fun. We should one day we should talk about some of those like uh famous batteries, like a famous pitcher. Who did who did like Juan Marichal always throw to? Was it Roseboro? Yeah. No, not Roseboro. Uh, Tom Howell. I'd be interested to name some of the pitches and who was their their favorite. Well, who would they throw mostly to? That's something we could do about, uh, talk about. Yeah. Part of trivia. You know, let me do, figure this out. All right, let's go on to the actual baseball. Thank you, Michael, on that. Well, then we just heard the Mets, he's won. Yep. So now they're 26 and 14. Yeah, and I guess won. they're six and a half up on the Phils. And the Yankees lost their game. So they yeah, somebody they, hit a home run in the bottom of the Yeah, 28 and 10. They finally hit double digits in losses. And so now there, I believe, uh, five games over the Rays at this point. Uh, let's see what else happens. So first, we'll, we'll talk about the Mets pitching woes. Uh, <laughs> Grom got, I don't know what kind of news. He got another MRI the other day. And they said, yeah, you're still healing. Yeah. Healing, but you can't start throwing like baseball, you, you could throw on fact you know, flat ground, but uh, that's it. So he's not coming back. They had a doctor on one of the radio shows who knew his injury and, and said he's not coming back till mid, mid July, maybe even early August. Mm. If you have hope to be back in, in June. Gerald. So therefore, I wonder if the Grom is going to unopt out of his contract. He said he was going to opt out. Very interesting story. What comes up? What's going to happen, right? If he, if he comes back, let's say, optimistically, after All-Star break, that's that's pushing it, really. I'd be surprised. Uh, so what do you have? Half a season. Right. And how about Scherzer? He's, he's now the Scherzer story. Yeah. Who wants to talk about the Scherzer story? The results came back. He took himself out of the game yesterday. And uh, so, Fred, what's his injury? Well, according to according to the Mets press release, which I got from my son, he has a, what they call a moderate to high grade oblique strain. And they're saying the recovery time is six to eight weeks. Now, I'm not sure if that means the recovery time is six to eight weeks before we can start throwing again and ramping up or six, to eight, or six to eight weeks, you know, he, that he's out until he. Until he pitches again, I'd have to mm -hmm. see if it mentions anything, you know, more about that in the press release. But that, he's a bulldog. That's, uh, He'll come back earlier. <laughs> sure, he will. Yeah, that's, that's bad news. And then Michael. Yeah, I cannot recall as a baseball fan. Maybe one of you guys can. Uh, a pitcher pitching his first game at spring training and going five innings. That's I think you know. Uh, 
Showalter knows his stuff, but to allow Scherzer to go five innings is very. I'm, I'm sure he trained his butt off all, yeah. all through the offseason. That's a lot of innings to start your spring training. Yeah, You're right, man. Usually, even in the older day, you, you know, it, it was always like one, two, th- no, no, no yeah, more than three yeah. innings. Certainly, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, he, he had some trouble when he was play, when he was pitching for the Dodgers too, as you recall. So right, right. Okay. At the end of his career, at the end of his. Uh, but, but, wasn't, yeah. but wasn't that he said he had a dead arm? I don't think that was yes. his leg. Dead arm. Right, right, right. Did you ever That's get a right. dead arm? Did you ever get a dead arm? Any of you people playing ball or something? <laughs> I got a yeah. dead arm one time. Oh, my yeah, Lord. I'm playing it, kickball. It just, I get that. Yeah. Paddle ball. Just, just rotator cuff. I didn't know until a couple of years ago. I had a problem with my arm. Yeah. I went to the doctor and they said that as we age, we, we tend to develop rotator cuff problems. Just it's wow. a normal part of... But physical yeah, therapy yeah. was a big help. So that's it. So you're advocate of physical therapy. Oh, uh, very much. Tyler McGill. Tyler McGill is also out as a starting pitcher. That's three mm-hmm. fifths of their rotation is out. They're what done. are they going to do? Well, Peterson's lose. coming back. They're they going to be well, Peterson, I'm, I'm not sold on Peterson. They're going to lose. <laughs> you have no choice. <laughs> They're going to have to make some move. Uh, catcher wise, James McCann. He's he's out for six weeks with a broken with the hamate bone. Is that the on top? Yeah. yeah. You think they're going to put Trevor Williams in the rotation? Pitch well he went four. Day. He went four pretty good innings the other day, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think that first game of that doubleheader was. I it? don't know what. Yeah. The, I think. Yeah. I, and then uh, for for McCann, uh, Patrick Mazeka came up. Okay, you yeah. know, home a Saturday night to beat the Mariners. I'm not sold on that. I think they have to go out and get a pitcher. And they have to go out and get a catcher. I think they can can live with those two catches for the time being. For another four or five weeks, yeah. Yeah, I think. I I don't know. Pitching, yeah. yeah, Pitching, they probably need to get someone. I mean, uh, as a first place team, up six and a half, whatever they are, six and a half. Well, they got to go to they got to go to what Tampa Bay does so well. Jerry Kuzman. It's a weak division. They'll probably survive it. We'll you think you think the Dodgers will uh, offer David Price? I heard Price uh, maybe. Uh, he's just thrown out of the bullpen, right? I just see him every now yeah. and then throwing out he's of the bullpen. He's got a big contract, though, right? He's not starting? He's Huge not contract, really starting. Uh, I saw him the other night. He was pitching, uh, but out of the bullpen. But I heard that they may... Uh, trade him uh, because he wants to start somewhere. But they were talking about him going back to Tampa Bay. But no, no, no. Does, he still ha- does he still he have it? I mean, he's been around a while. Came up as a kid. Superstar. I just saw him the other, the other night. He came in uh, and pitched an inning in the third. Looked good. But yeah. I don't know about a starter. Yeah. So remember the, the, uh, the fellow who the Mets drafted last year, this Kumar Rocker? Yeah, yeah. Drafted him in the first round, mm-hmm. and they found out he had some physical issues, and they didn't want to sign them. Well, now he's back, not with the Mets. He signed on with this Tri City Valley Cats of the Frontier League. It's an independent league, uh, and so he's trying to work his way back to the major leagues. And supposedly he can be drafted again in June by major league players. Then a story came out that Dominic Dominic Smith wants out. He's not uh, happy with his uh, infrequent playing. 
Uh, I don't blame him. Play there. I don't blame him either. He wants to play full time, and he finally verbalized it. So maybe he is one of your chips to trade to get a catcher or to get a you know, pitcher. You know what's interesting? One of the pit, one of the guys they were supposed to get in that trade from San Diego, just underwent Tommy John surgery. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, Chris Paddock. Oh yeah, that's right. Go ahead, Gerald. This is the last year of David Price's seven-year contract. I think there's about the thirty million you know, prorated for the rest of the year. So maybe, maybe the Mets take a flyer on him. Yeah. See what happens. Be- I'll tell you this: David Price will be the best video game player on the Mets. Mm. <laughs> That's how he hurt his hand. Remember? Oh, is that right? Oh, I don't know. God. He was yeah. playing all those video games, and and he had uh, carpal tunnels or whatever it was. I don't know. He oh, lost. Man. He lost. Yeah. He lost his. He lost a couple of miles off his fastball. I don't think he's ever yeah. been the same. Yeah. After that. He was a good pitcher. <laughs> He yeah. went to Vanderbilt. What is he doing with video games? That's what he was doing, and playing all the all all day with video games, even in the dugout. Did you hear the uh, the gesture that Eduardo Escobar, who's not hitting too well as the Mets, but as a Met, no. he made a nice gesture. Um, the Mets have this player you never hear about him, Travis Jankowski, yeah. the ability guy. Yeah. He plays oh, yeah, the outfield. The he's a he's a pinch runner. Yeah. Well, speedster. speedster, and he's on the team, and he's a, you know, a hustler. Well, one, I think it was Saturday night. Maybe, Ron, were you there Saturday night? Yes. The pre-game, all the Mets came out with number 16 jersey. Did you see that? They no, all wearing number six. He didn't know about this. And all of a sudden, he sees everybody wearing his jersey. jersey. So the Mets want to uh, Escobar and the Mets wanted to show appreciation for this kid who was like the, the last man off the bench and uh, and just a hustler and uh, you know a ball player. So they he's, a good, he's a good utility guy. He plays the outfield well. He's fast. Right, right, right. Yeah. From Stony Brook. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Stony Brook kid. Yeah, oh, Stony Brook, born in yeah. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Huh? I think he was on a Stony Brook team that went to the College World Series. You're not Amish, is he? No, 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 <laughs> no. And did you know that Edwin Diaz, the Mets pitcher, he might have got the win today, Edwin Diaz. I don't know. He didn't. He didn't. Has a brother Hold him who man. pitches for the, the Reds, pitch. Alexis. And the other day, they both pitched on the same day, and they both got a save. <laughs> a rarity. And it only happened t- two other times in baseball. Todd and Tim Worrell mm-hmm. and Josias and Ravello Manzanillo. Interesting. I did not know that Edwin Diaz had a brother, Alexis. Wow. Interesting. What do we got in Yankee, Yankee Town? Anybody? Uh, Domingo Herman. Is he coming back? What's the story? Shoulder impingement. Anyone know anything about what's going on with him? Oh, Yankee yeah, fan? He has a couple of weeks still. Maybe Are you month. waiting for him to come back or what? Well, when he's good, he's good. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. Where, maybe he'll replace Chad Green. But Chad is hurt. Yeah. The Castro is out with a strained lap muscle. Castro's right. out? Low Castro. Yeah, low Castro. The Padres did sign Robinson Cano. We talked about that last week. I think in his first game, he made an error. 
Two uh, for nine going into today's game with the Padres. What's two that? He's two for nine going oh. into today's game with the Padres. Two twenty-two uh, average, right? He could play yeah. second, could play first a little bit. He can DH. So be or he could be him. left out. Yeah, maybe he'll be dropped in a month or so. Fred, what do you got? Did anybody see the story about the Yankees getting rid of a draft choice from 2019 because he was oh, stealing yeah. stealing equipment from his teammates and selling them online, and then, <laughs> and then collecting the, collecting the money but not but not delivering the equipment to people. They no. think he had gambling problems. Do you well, have a well, name? What's his name? Right. Uh, happened to Juan this? Rivera? He was another one. Yeah. Um, Sanford. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Jack Jake San, Sanford. Jake Stanford. Jack Sanford. 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 He got a, so he got a signing bonus of over five hundred ninety-seven million thousand uh, dollars in two thousand nineteen. Not considered an elite prospect, and now he's he signed with Ottawa of the Frontier League. The Frontier League. That's where they all go. The he, was in, he was in today's post. Uh, small I'm gonna check him out. Uh, the Padres manager Bob Melvin, sixty years old. I thought he was more than sixty years old. Bob Melvin looks more than sixty years old. He had prostate <laughs> surgery last week. Uh, they didn't find any cancer, thank God for him. Uh, the Albert Pujol story. Did you guys hear this one that he, he pitched in the game? Well, first of all, yes, he, yes, he, first of all, he had two hits in the game yesterday and moved into 10th place all time in hits. And he comes on solar base. Yes, sir. Solar base, right? Yeah, but really. the funny part was him pitching. He, they, yeah, he, saw that. he always wanted to pitch, supposedly. The uh, the cards were ahead 15 to 2 in the in the ninth inning. So they put him in. He got the first two guys out. Arming the ball over, you know, putting in next two players got on and the Giants, Luis Gonzalez. Who who's Luis Gonzalez? This is a he, this is a guy outfielder who they actually had to send down because um who was coming back? Lestello was activated, uh, but uh, he's he was hitting like three twenty something. But of course, he had options left. Uh, so he so he homed. He homed. Oh, he homed, oh, and then uh, the next guy came up, also homed. Yeah, I don't know, but they finally got the last out. So yeah. he hit the ground ball. <laughs> it wasn't a save, but the, the yeah, like it's a bucket list. You have a bucket list. I'd like to pitch once. <laughs> So we tied Babe Ruth. He became the only, him and Babe Ruth, the only two guys to have over 600 home runs and pitch. That's a good trivia question. Yeah. I wonder when the last time a position player pitched in in a game that his team was winning. (laughs) That's right. Interesting. That's a good one, too. too. I wonder if you could find that out. Maybe, maybe it was one of these like 19 inning games that he ran out of pitches or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy for him. But yeah, yeah. Hall of Fame guy. Maybe yeah. step, steps down. Uh, and Shohei Otani reached 100 home runs, becomes the third Japanese player to do so. I don't know if we mentioned this last week, but who's who has the most Japanese home runs? Matsui, right? Matsui. Hideki Man, who's number two? You wouldn't think he's a home uh, run hitter, but he's number two. Ichiro. One seventeen. One seventeen. So uh, Otani will pass uh, soon. <laughs> Give him a couple of years, he'll pass Hideki Matsui. Okay. And uh, the Angels have this play. Everyone talks about Mike Trout, Shohei <laughs> Otani, 
But they got this player who's leading the league in hitting. If I mention his name, I bet you most of you never heard of Taylor Ward. (laughs) 28-year-old right fielder is still leading the American League in hitting. Check him out. Check him out. And then the Reds, good old Reds, not the red legs, the Reds, uh, (laughs) they pitched a no-hitter over the weekend and lost. Yeah, no. yes. yeah. story, right? Uh, Hunter Green, who, who I talked about the last couple of weeks, throws the ball well, well over 100 miles per hour. He, he had a no-hitter for seven and a third, had two walks, but he had 118 pitches. So they pulled him, and then the next guy came in, uh, Art Warren. I haven't heard of this guy. Yeah. A lot of running to score on a uh, fielder's choice. <clears throat> they lost the game one nothing. Right. Major League Baseball doesn't recognize that as a no-hitter. Yeah, you know why? No. Yeah. no, no, you know what? Not because they lost, but you know why? Because Number. the Pirates didn't bat in the bottom of the ninth. It was only eight innings. Is that the reason oh, why? Right? Yeah, not because they lost, because it's been done six times previous. But because oh. they were the home to get, you got to have nine innings for a no be considered. Ken Johnson, right? I, Ken Johnson was Ken one. Johnson, yeah, yeah. I thought, right. The old Houston Astros. Houston, yeah. Yeah, yeah there were a few. There was someone, there was someone before. In between Johnson and this one, they mentioned. Yeah, it, I don't yeah, recall. But the name. I, saw the day, but I, don't, I don't remember. The Harvey Haddock's one was remarkable. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Perfect. You'll never yeah. see that. You'll never see that again. You'll never. Yeah. See that. Twelve innings, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Cabrera, Miguel Cabrera, he's up to five hundred and five. He must have more than that. Home runs, past Eddie Murray. Yeah. And the Matt Harvey story. You want to tell the Matt Harvey story there, Milton? Yeah, I will. Okay. Um, he testified that, um, I think it was 2019, the Angels were distributing oxycodone uh, painkillers, and um, Matt Harvey was involved in it, and that's what that Tyler Skaggs was found dead from, that great, uh, on the Angels, and um, he said it was pretty rampant that they were distributing uh painkillers and uh that's a you know that's that's he was involved and he's uh suspended for i think 60 games right he admitted it that's uh, although he's not playing for anybody this year i don't think well yeah i think you're right i think the orioles he was last year on the orioles baseball reference he had baseball reference he signed a minor league contract with the Orioles. I thought, that, that he, I thought he did. I thought he did. He hasn't played major league ball this year. Right. 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 I, I, I think he said that he had some pills, and when he woke up in the morning and threw, heard what happened to Skaggs, he threw his pills away. That's that's what I thought the story thought, was. Thought I heard they said that his sixty day penalty over game was retroactive to April 29th. but if he hasn't played, is that? It's academic. Yeah, he hasn't whatever, played. Whatever. I'd be surprised. If no, I don't know if they test you for that for a painkiller like the other know. You know, substances. Don't know. Don't know. All right, that's the deal on that. The Astros pitch. Thank you, Milton. The Astros uh, manager Dusty Baker became uh, got his two thousands win. And he passed, the 10th on the list, he passed Leo DeRocha. Mm. So good old Dusty. He will end up in the Hall of Fame one day. You know that, right? Yeah. I think he's a sure thing. 
And the Royals, who are off to another lousy start, the Royals always, since their World Series appearance <laughs> was, uh, in the mid-15, uh, 16, was it? 14, 15? 2015. They fired their hitting coach, Terry Bradshaw. Not that Pat Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> Another Terry Bradshaw got fired. Never heard of this guy. And they say Robo Umps. Robo Umps are coming. Oh, no. On Memorial Day, no. the Las Vegas Aviators of the uh, AAA uh, League, their game, they're going to be using Robo Umps for the first time. To be very interesting to see how that works. <clears throat> a couple of dates coming up in uh, in Major League Baseball. June second is Lou Gehrig Day. I think they did that last year, and everybody, right? Everybody commemorate Lou Gehrig, and they all wear four. Did they do that last year? Anyone remember? I don't think we did. I think there was a was it Lou Gehrig Day? They had a, a they have a Jackie Day. They have a Roberto Clemente Day. Could this be the first Lou Gehrig day? I thought they did a list. I don't know. Home run derby, July 18th. And the 92nd All-Star game is July 19th in Los Angeles. Not, not the hey. same. It's not, not the, the same, same anymore. We've talked about it, I know. Yeah. yeah. Not, not like it, but growing up, I saw yeah. I looked forward to only the only right. baseball. No more. No longer. There was a death in baseball. Some of you might remember him. I think many of you never heard of him. David West. W-E-S-T, West. Pitcher, right? Pitcher, yeah, yeah, had brain yeah. cancer. Yeah. Former Met. Uh, he's known for the 1993 Phillies pennant winning team that mm -hmm. lost to the Blue Jays uh, in the World Series. He pitched four years for the, for the Phils. He pitched for the Mets, the Twins. The Red Sox in his career, 31 and 38 record. David West is gone, as I said, from brain cancer. Anybody have any more baseball news before we move on to football? Yeah, yeah, Ron. Well, I just want to go back to the All-Star game, what, what Michael was saying. True, it's not the same as it was when we were growing up. But in, in comparison to the other sports today, it is the best played game. It is. It doesn't That's go true. as far away Absolutely. That's from true. its main yeah. thing. Then basketball is ridiculous. It's unwatchable. Yeah. Hockey yeah. too. Yeah. And, well, forget football. football. Yeah. As far as they go, you're right. You're right. The best one of the the bunch. You're right. That's true. Yeah. And every yeah. team is represented, right? Mm -hmm. Every team gets at least one representative, I believe, in baseball. Right? Did they have an all-star game in the, the major league soccer league? Sure, they do. Oh, no. Why not? Money. Oh, no. The football so. schedule was released, and the Rams and the Bills are going to open the season on Thursday, September 8th. Okay, I'm glad you're so excited. We talked about the, the Giants being upset about Rosh Hashanah. I wonder if they could do something about that. Are they going to play the game or, or not? Yeah, they're going to play. Have to play. It's a national TV game. Of course they're going to play. Yeah. But, but he then, was upset because so many fans. They know. said they put the request in. Right. They, the NFL says they get a lot of requests and they couldn't honor that one. And it's the Giants' mm -hmm. only Monday night game with the Cowboys. The only prime time. Is, are they home or away? Home. Home. Meadowlands, they're playing. 
and then and Mara said he insisted that they don't schedule him on, on, on any that weekend, any time after. You know, only at Sunday at one o'clock if they were going to be home. Is that, era, is that error of Rosh Hashanah or like after day one, beginning of day two? I, I can't I, even think of nice. What the calendar? <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay, it's it rare that it rained that a holiday with that the Jewish holiday would start on a Monday, but who knows? Maybe What's this it? year. What day is the game? Rosh December 26th, 2022. That's it's a Monday night. Yeah, there, Ron. Yeah, yeah. Uh, second night, second night, second night. Okay. Since you brought up the Giants about the lawsuit that somebody brought up that they want the uh, New York taken out of there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Second night. Second night. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you talk about that for a second? Again. Well, no, that's that's about it, basically, yeah. because obviously they play in Jersey. Mm. And why are they called the New York Giants and the New York Jets? And, and, the, and the NFL laughed about yeah. that lawsuit. Somebody needs a life. Six billion dollar lawsuit. Oh, I don't know. Because they say the, the people said, you hear the story? The people said who's suing. Uh, when I bought my tickets, I did not know that the New York Giants or Jets play in New Jersey. Oh, come on. <laughs> pick up a newspaper. Uh, I'm sorry. Pick up a newspaper. I don't mean to be a snob about. It. Pick up a newspaper. Read what's going on in the world, and stop a, a frivolous lawsuit. It's yeah. a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. We are yeah. very, we are a very litigious society. We're very litigious. We are litigious. Absolutely. Yeah. All they need to do is get on the Cross Bronx and the Brooklyn and the uh, George Washington Bridge. They'll know it's in New Jersey. Yeah. So Tom Brady. Ten years, three hundred and seventy-five million dollar deal to be uh, the lead analyst on uh, Fox Sports. Oh, I look good. Sound low. So the question came up: They don't know if this guy is going to be good or bad as an as an analyst. So the question came up: Should they hire a third guy in the booth? Hmm. You know, what I mean, they it wouldn't be only listening to him and how he, let's say, messes up, assuming he messes up and have the th have experienced their guy and uh, work his way in. They said, that supposedly that's what happened with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. When they started, they didn't know if Troy Aikman would be good. And they had Chris Collinsworth as the oh. third guy. And I forgot about that. I, Chris know, went, I believe to NBC, to NBC. In a normal world, if you're signing somebody to a $375 million contract, you do want to see his body of work before you sign that contract, I think. Am I right? <laughs> I don't know. They went with the name. They went with the name. I get it. It was Tom Brady. Never get rid of him. He'll still be there forever. All right. What else do we have in football? You guys have any more football news? And you guys want to bring up any stories? I got a couple of stories. What happened to your guy, uh, Ron, from the Bears, uh, Tariq Cohen? Why, why are you always coming to me with the Bears? He's a Bear guy. <laughs> You're a Chicago Bear guy. So Does that have they, a Butkus jersey? Come on. They, they, had, they, uh, they, they dropped him last year. So he didn't play with the team last year. He's trying to come back. So now he's, he's, he's demonstrating his skills on a live stream and he gets an injury <laughs> during the, the training session mm -hmm. as he's showing off his skills. 
he grabbed the back of his leg. So I don't know his injury, but we won't see him for a while. And do any of you guys still at this point, I think they've had five games so far. The USFL. Has anybody watched any one game? No. No. Do you, do you like just skip over it when you see it on TV? That's what I do, right? I go like There's that. There's nobody yeah. in the stands. I know all the games are in in Alabama. <laughs> they must be giving the seats away for free. <laughs> no one's going. There's, just, there's nobody in the stands. But they're getting TV money. They're getting TV yeah. money. Is right. That's what's playing, probably paying their salaries. It's yeah. not going to last. I would, I would go. I would attend the game if they played at Crosseron Park, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe I would too. Maybe maybe over here at the Glen Oaks Oval and the well, X- yeah, right? like across the street and watch them. The XFL is coming back next year, so there's another football league to watch. The Rock as the as the owner, the Pac-12 college. Have you heard this one? You know yeah, how the college college football they have some these conferences have so so many teams in the conference they make two separate uh, divisions. Yeah. Well, Pac-12 didn't like that because a lousy team can win a, win a division and now they're going to be put in their championship game and the winner moves on, et cetera, et cetera. So they're going to be doing uh, – they may have two conferences, but uh, they're going to put the two best teams record-wise in the championship team. So if you're in the North Conference and you are like one and two – Better than number one in the South Conference, you're going to the, the championship game. They think that's a better way of uh, getting the, the top team. in the, uh... And Gino Capaletti died. Oh, I remember oh, yeah. Gino Capaletti so sure. well back in those early AFL uh, years. Wide receiver and kicker. Eating right straight on kicker. This is before yeah. the, the Gogolax came around, right? Yeah. 89 years old. Boston Patriots. Remember the Boston Patriots, right? Spent five decades with the team as a player coach and a broadcaster. I didn't know he was still broadcasting, right? And he was in the He had a a burger franchise. Did he? He knows. What a cool name. (laughs) What a cool name he had. Yeah, Capaletti. Two P's, two L's, and two T's. And two E's. And oh, my God, the A and the Anyway. He's one of three players to play the entire 10 seasons of the AFL every game. Who do you have two? Question. Thing. Other two. Cookie Gilchrist. Just don't tell uh, me. One was a quarterback kicker and one was a center. Jimato. One and DJ Hollow. <laughs> George Lynn. George Blanda. You forgot George. George Blanda. All right. The Preakness is this week. Be sure to watch the Preakness. Uh, Who's running? Epicenter is the favorite. So uh, Rich Strike is not running. I don't even know if any of you guys picked the winners last time. So it's Saturday about 7 o'clock. The 147th Preakness. Yes? Mark, none of us could have picked the winner. Because when we did that, that horse wasn't even entered. Didn't get entered. They did that because we know we bet it so much money than everybody else. Soccer, such a such a great day yesterday where the women ended a six-year battle. They're gonna get equal pay as the men. And uh Danny, you want to comment on that as a as a soccer expert? Well, a great thing. I'm not a soccer expert, but uh, I call you a great soccer. Thing. 
It's a great thing. Great I've never thing. attended a professional soccer game in the United States, so um, I've only done that in Argentina. Okay. Okay. But it was good because the, the, the women doing some some well and being named and and, and the great players they have. And the men have been they try they only they don't even get into the World Cup. <laughs> but now they'll be getting equal pay, uh, which will be great. And one more note I have in a track for all you tracksters. I know uh, who's a trackster. Michael K, you're a trackster, right? At one point. And I think he left left us. But Gary Martin, a senior at Archbishop Wood High School in Pennsylvania, this week ran a sub four minute mile, oh. 357.98. He broke wow. a 60 year record set by Jim Ryan. You all remember Jim Ryan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 60, 65. Ryan's and that record stayed for 60 years. His Ryan, Ryan uh, Martin is the 14th all time uh, high schooler to break four minutes. Yeah. Jim Ryan was an idol of mine. I was a track person. I loved Jim Ryan. I, I meant it, yeah. Crushed when he lost to Kip, Kip Kano in the Olympics, but Kip Kano was a, is such a wonderful humanitarian. I yeah. can't hold it against him all these I years later. Gary Martin. Okay. So uh, that's all I have for you boys. And why don't we do some questions and answers and the remaining time we have. So who wants to go first on the questions? Who's got a question? Gerald, go ahead. The pitcher with the highest winning percentage among those with more than 200 wins. Whitey? Yes. Are you kidding me? Really? Yeah, Whitey Ford, 690. Wow, he has a stamp. Very good. Stab. Go Michael. I just want to, before I give my question, I just want to say something trivial about my T-shirt. This T-shirt is a uh, Stanley Cup champion T-shirt that I purchased right after I left the Met game at Shea Stadium the day before the Rangers won the Cup. So I got this uh, shirt before the Rangers won the Cup, which is pretty cool. Nice. Anyway. Nice. I told you the Mets won today, right? Yes, 7, yes. 6, and 10. <laughs> anyway, here's my question. Uh, who, who is the only Yankee pitcher who weighs less than 200 pounds? All time? Now? No, now? Right now. Oh. Who's the only Yankee pitcher who weighs less than 200 pounds? Good little guy. Good little guy. Ready? Oh, well, Cortez? Cortez. No. no. Uh, he's short, right? He's short. He's chunky. Chunky. So a uh, green got hurt? No, Green got hurt. Yeah, no, not Green. Jordan Montgomery. No, no. Oh, what's the answer? We don't know. Jonathan Lewisica. Really? Yeah. What is he? One ninety nine point nine. I think he's one sixty something. Really? Wow. One sixty. Right. Got to bulk up the one. Right. Yeah, way more than him. Okay. All right. What else? Who got a question? What uh, what a Scotty Pippen got tattooed on his forearm. What word? Jordan. No. Pip. Pip. P-I-Pip. Oh, Pip, yes. Pip. Yeah, on his forearm. I used to like watching him. Imagine him growing up, you know, before he was known, Scotty Pippen, right? People would call him Pip. Pip, That makes sense. What UCLA halfback is also uh, a baseball Hall of Famer? 
Jackie Robinson. Correct. Very good, Mike. Very good. What else? You got Michael? Go. One right. Uh, who hit 400 three times? Wagner? Not Wagner. Uh, uh, Hornsby? Hornsby, good. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, Roger Hornsby. And he's also the only player to hit 40 home runs and bat 400 in the same year. Did it in 1922. He hit 40 home runs? 40 home runs. Wow. And batted 400. If, hey, he Mike, rang, did, if he rang my bell today, I wouldn't recognize him. Mike didn't, Dick <laughs> Mike didn't Dick Sisler hit over 400 three times? Someone has their radio on. I don't know who it is. George? George Sisler, sorry. George. <laughs> you got it. I mix him up all the time. Okay. Uh, who else? Okay, Gerald. Among the pitchers with at least 900 innings, the one with the lowest whip in the live ball era. Got me. I'll give you a hint. The team at New York Mets. Scherza? No. <laughs> DeGrom? No. Initials. B's and Bernice W. B.W.? Yes. Former Met or current? Former? For a lifetime. 900, uh, 900 innings. Wait. He's a Met now? That's what I'm wondering. He was a Met. I was. W was. Billy Wagner? Yes, Billy Wagner. Okay. Very good. Very good. Excellent. The only player, this could be wrong, but I don't know how you're going to check on this. Who's the only player to hit for the cycle? And the home run was an inside the parker. Oh. Hmm. Dave Parker. No, the guy's playing, still playing today. Charlie Culberson, second baseman for some team. I don't know who he's with now. Wow. Maybe Texas for all we know. Who else? Okay, Fred, you go. And hey. Gerald and Michael. Can what, what two major colleges did Nick Saban coach before Alabama? LSU? LSU. Major. Major. Wow. Major conference. I don't know. It's not LSU. Anybody else? Don't remember. What conference? Big Ten. Big Ten, he's caught? Yep. Big Ten? Uh, I will say... Indiana. No. Illinois. No. Ah. You're in the right area. Oh, my. I mean, as far as it's, it's in the, obviously in the right area because of the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State. Right. 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 Michigan State. Good, Mark. Good one. Yeah, there, uh, Gerald. The Hall of Famer with the most intentional walks for a career. Oh, no, he's not. He uh, didn't make it. Pitcher. Pitcher? No, no. The, the player with the most intentional walks received. Received. Uh, a position oh, player. Oh, 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 not, not, bond, not Bonds? It would have been Bonds if he were in there. I think if he were not in the Hall of Fame. It's not Bonds. It's not in the Hall of Fame. Not Bonds. Not Willie, Bonds. Willie, Willie Mays. It's not no. in the Hall of Fame, Bonds. It can't be. Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig? No. 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 
Well, why are they? Why would they walk uh, Lou Gehrig? Who's bat? Who bats fifth? Hank, Hank, Hank Greenberg. No. Give me the team. St. Louis Cardinals. Stan Musial. Yes, two hundred ninety-eight. Who were they getting to? Who who batted after him? That's a good question. I don't, I don't know. Not Rich. <laughs> who else? Go ahead, Michael. Okay, who won? Rookie of the year with the Royals and then ended up playing with the Yankees. Uh, oh. uh, let me think. Angel Barroa. Angel Barroa. That's one. Give me two more. That's a good one, Fred. I, 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 have help sit, two, I, have, other, I have help sitting over here. No, the other two are more famous, though, than Barroa. Mm. Give us a hint. The second uh, one, I believe, is Hall of Fame, and the other one should have gone into the Hall of Fame, but he's done some things that will keep him out of the Hall of Fame. Yankees, they were they were Royals rookie of the year. Royals rookie of the year. They yeah. played with the Yankees. Uh, one played with the Yankees a lot. Oh, Carlos Beltran. That's one, but that's the other. That's the one who probably wouldn't make make it in the Hall of Fame. And the other one, I think, is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, oh, who is it? Give initials. LP. LP. Lou Pinella. Oh. Pin who said that? Lou Pinella. Pinella. That's right. He was the original right. Royal. I think that's he was right. an original Royal. That's right. Oh, that's right. No, he's not. He's not making it. He's not making it now. How about this? What what ex-convict or convicts played for the Detroit Tigers? Oh, Jim Rain. Ron Gates. LaFleur and Gates Brown. Gates. Brown. Ron Ron LaFleur. 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 Jim Rains. Oh. Jim Rains. No. 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 And Danny, no, Danny McClain. Danny McClain. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. McClain is all bad. Convicts. Convicts. Yeah, McClain was a mess. <laughs> yeah. Anybody know who stole home the most times in Major League history? Rod Carew. No. No. Ringo Starr. Jackie that's, Robinson. That's, a, that's very good. It was Jackie, wasn't it? Was Jackie, Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. No. TC. Ty Cobb? I was going to guess. Ty Cobb. It was. Okay. Here's one they said. I, I got to check this out. Uh, is, is Howie still with us? Oh, we lost Howie. Oh, but yeah. uh, which baseball park has Wait. the biggest seating capacity and it's, and it's exclusively for baseball? Which baseball park now, I guess, has yeah, the biggest now. seating capacity and it's exclusively for baseball? Roger Stadium? Roger Stadium. Stadium. I got to do a fact check on that. Wow. <laughs> what what stadium was known as the State by the Lake? Name the stadium. That's Cleveland, right? All right, name the stadium. Municipal Park in Cleveland. Municipal Stadium. It was the largest stadium that was. They held about 80,000 people. At 90,000, didn't they? But the question, I think, was 86,000, I think. Yes, I guess current. Well, didn't the Dodgers one time play in the Coliseum? Yes, yes. Yeah, Doesn't that fit a lot? I think so. Yeah. yeah. 
Moving All right, guys. I think, I think we're going to uh, call it at the, what the time. You, want, you got another question before we go? Oh, yes. All right, Joe, the you have a pitcher, question? The pitcher with the highest winning percentage among those with 300 wins or more. Early hmm. win? Early no, win. No, no, no. He lost a lot of games. Uh -huh. He did. Yeah. Like who won the most games? Diva? 300. I was thinking Seaver. Seaver? No. no Win winning percentage. Still should be Cy Young. I mean, he won 500 and lost 300, but it seems no, like. No, it's not him. Not him? Walter Johnson? No. no. One of your boys there, Christian Matheson? No, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Uh, his first name, nickname, Lefty. Lefty Grove? Oh, Lefty Grove, 680. Lefty Grove. Okay. Oh, good. Joe, you have a question? Yeah, I got one. Yeah. Uh, Michael. Who said, and I've used this for myself, that he was in the uh, twilight of a mediocre career? Say that. What's the question? <laughs> the pitcher who said that he was in the twilight of a mediocre career. Oh, Yogi. The pitcher. 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 Oh. For the I Boston, Reds, for the Boston Red Sox. Boston Red Sox pitcher. Sullivan? Bill Monbouquet? Yeah, I think it was Monbouquet. I'm pretty Monbouquet. sure. Yep. Wow. Bill Monbouquet. Bill Monbouquet. pitch for the Yankees. I've used that. Time. I've used that for years in paddleball. I've I brought it over to pickleball now. <laughs> yeah, I, love, I love that one more that's, one more and we'll call the day uh, michael and, and the show what all do you right. got all right uh, the name of two stadiums name the stadium the san francisco giants played in before they got to candlestick park and name the stadium seals. what's that seals seals Seal stadium. stadium and name the stadium that they had home run derby in the 50s that was wrigley field in in good man Yes. Wow. Somewhere no. in the middle no. of the country, somewhere, right? Equidistant down the lines. Yeah, yeah. All right, boys. Thank you for a, a lovely uh, hour and a half of talking Good sports. How, where else can you talk sports for an hour and a half? <laughs> Mark, I hope Michelle feels better. Okay. Yeah, me too. Send our best, Mark. And uh, we'll, we'll see you all out there next next week. Have a great weekend and uh, stay well. Let's go, Thanks. Rangers. Mark, I'll see you tomorrow night. We'll talk. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye, we'll guys. Thank night. you. Good night, guys. Bye-bye. Take care, guys. Good night. Bye. Good night, all.